So, <laughs> how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Good. Uh, how was your How was your ride up? Very pleasant. Um, mm. No traffic. It was a beautiful day, and um, just thoroughly enjoyed the ride. Mm. There's something about uh, traveling that mm. I enjoy, mm -hmm. and especially when it's a non backup traffic mm -hmm. travel day, which mm -hmm. that's what it was today. And so you were coming <clears throat> from Amosville? Originally, originally from Amosville, stopped off in Edgewood, mm -hmm. then to Northeast, and then here in how's Delaware. It, how's it been living in Amosville? It's been interesting. It's been interesting. I can appreciate how beautiful it is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, it, it, it's just really, really gorgeous. And we're perhaps uh, maybe 25 miles from Shenandoah Valley mm -hmm. and um, Skyline Drive, where you, you know, the, the actual entrance um, to uh, Skyline Drive. And it's, it's just really beautiful. Um, it's when I say it's an interesting place to live, it's interesting because it's rural. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, you either were born and raised there or you've moved there because you've retired and you just want to relax, chill out, drink your cup of coffee in the mm -hmm. morning, um, read your newspaper, watch the news and um, just relax for the rest of your life because mm -hmm. you feel that you've worked diligently yeah. um, for most of it. So, um, but it, it's just a really beautiful place to live, but yet at the same time, very rural mm -hmm. and where you have cows and chickens yeah. and the deer that just take its time walking across the road. Mm -hmm. They're very domesticated out there, but um, the beauty of it all is really its most, um, excellent quality mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that rural living um how's it been as far as like like how do you feel about you know the commutes and everything uh, having to drive far to get to the market and you know <laughs> well that's not my favorite mm -hmm. but you adjust I, guess. I i adjusted um but personally i'm one of those persons that I don't really do commute very well. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, if I have to go out, I have a list. Mm -hmm. Okay. And my list is going to include everything that I need to do and everything that I need to do while I'm out mm -hmm. on the right side of the road, leaving mm -hmm. and the left side mm -hmm. of the road that's coming good, back. I don't cross over the other side. Mm -hmm. If you know, because I'm I'm thinking about it in terms of the efficiency of it, yeah. and um, you know, when you live rural, you're you're going to travel at least at least for me, mm -hmm. twelve or thirteen miles to get to a supermarket, mm -hmm. and um, thirty miles to get to a shopping center mm -hmm. or a mall, right. and fifty to get to a really, really good restaurant. Mm -hmm. So, um, as I said, I'm not really in favor of commuting, mm -hmm. um, but when I have to, I try to utilize my time by listening to uh, a teaching or, mm -hmm. or something, or mm -hmm. make some telephone calls that mm -hmm. I didn't have time to make before. Um, because one of the challenges in rural areas, even though we have Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. 
<laughs> in Amosville, extreme weather, be it heat, um, cold, um, leaves falling from the tree mm -hmm. in the fall, it, it affects the Wi-Fi. Right. So, um, and everything is Wi-Fi generated, be it our mobile phone, um, home phone. Mm -hmm. So therefore, many times when I leave out, one of the things that I'll do is make those telephone calls mm -hmm. that I wasn't able to make while I was in the house mm -hmm. because the calls service kept dropping. Right. Yeah, the service, you know, was mm -hmm. interrupted and so forth. And um, you had talked about uh, going out, but um, I guess you have to plan even further ahead as far as, you know, not wanting the you have to plan out like okay so when like this it's, mm -hmm. it's monday and i might need something on thursday so like i can get all of this out of the way monday rather than you know going out again tuesday and then going out again so you kind of have to mm -hmm. plan that way as well because if you got a you know market right around the corner you can just ride to the market and you know get what you need as you need it you can you know, you know if it's only like a five minute drive you <laughs> could walk to the market right. rather than having to, you know, take a long trip just to get, you know, to the market. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it always feels as though it's a day's journey. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, you can't always anticipate what kind of traffic conditions you're going to encounter. Mm -hmm. And timing is important as well because if you leave in the morning, then you'll be trapped behind not trapped, but you would encounter the school bus. Mm -hmm. And each time they stop, you have to stop. Um, if you're coming home around 2.30, between 2.30 and 4, you're going to encounter the school buses taking the kids back home. Mm -hmm. And then 5 o'clock, you're going to encounter more of a, 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 um, a bulk of the traffic that's coming back from work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the whole timing issue yeah. uh, factors in, in mm -hmm. terms of what you do, what time you do it, and so forth. If you wanna make the best use of your time. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so, I know we talked a little bit about traffic, but uh, <laughs> you're from, originally from Baltimore, right? Originally Baltimore City, yes. How, well, I do wanna ask about, you know, how Baltimore was when you were growing up, but also just, I also want to talk about traveling and how traveling has changed your perception, like opened you up more, like mm -hmm. rather than, you know, I guess living the way that most, you know, Baltimoreans that have stayed in Baltimore for mm -hmm. like most of their lives, like how has yeah. that, you know, developed you? So I don't mm -hmm. know which one to start with. Well, we'll mm -hmm. start with the fact that I was born and raised mm -hmm. in Baltimore City. And having been born in Baltimore City, I actually was born in the house. I was born in the house on Central Avenue. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time, doctors, they did make house visits. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there are some, you know, your concierge doctors who still make visits, yeah, were, but you pay for those. Were these black doctors? Or he, yes, it? he was black. Uh -huh. He was black. His would, name was uh, Dr. Lee Foster. Would white doctors do that or was that like... You know, was I, there any type of you know segregation? I guess when it came to health. You know, I don't, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. You know, Tim, um, because um, I don't know. He he was my mom's doctor, and my sister and two brothers all were born at John Hopkins Hospital. Mm -hmm. So it just happened that the situation warranted that. Okay. Right. Dr. Lee Foster had to come to the house yeah. and I was born there in my in my parents bedroom mm -hmm. um, and um, and lived there until 
age three. Mm -hmm. And from age three, at age three, my mom's decided she no longer wanted to live on Central Avenue. And she had gone to uh, a realtor. His name was William Berger mm -hmm. on uh, Northeast, on East North Avenue. Mm -hmm. um, and she had gone up and at that time, there were homes for sale on Homewood Avenue. Mm -hmm. And my mother loved that house. And I, I understand why. I mean, at that time, what what was a row house was a large home with a front yard, a front porch, living room, dining room, bathroom, kitchen, back porch, backyard, basement, second floor, master bedroom, middle bedroom, bathroom, and a back uh, in a bedroom, stairs from the second floor down into the kitchen, mm -hmm. stairs upstairs, large bedroom in the front, two small bedrooms, and a roof that we could walk out on where my brothers, as they got older, had pigeons mm -hmm. that, they, that they grew. And um, Oliver Cromwell Elementary School was right on right up the street and that's where I went to elementary school mm -hmm. and it, it was just it was beautiful mm -hmm. I mean it was beautiful tree lined and everything mm -hmm. and we just played I mean we were jacks and and Chinese checkers mm -hmm. and dodgeball and stick man mm -hmm. and so forth I mean we just had you know our games that we played my brothers they had dogs and that stayed in the backyard because, you know, we didn't grow up with dogs in the home. Mm -hmm. um, and as I said, they had their pigeon coop and so forth. And we just, we had fun mm -hmm. um, in our community. Mm -hmm. um, we, um, uh, as I said, we, we played those games together and we expanded from our block, 2100 block of Homewood Avenue. Then we got to know the people on 23rd Street, on 24th Street, and as we got older, it spread it out. Mm -hmm. Going from that to Greenmount Recreation Center, mm -hmm. where there was another place where I grew up, mm -hmm. and having counselors who then, we had the opportunity to learn tap, um, ballet. Mm -hmm. um, we was, was all of this free? Yes, really? this was this was all free. Mm. Um, then the summer we went to summer camp. Do you know if is that still a thing in Baltimore now? No, Are those things available. Uh, not to my knowledge. Yeah, it's right. it's really unfortunate like it, yeah. that it it, it died. Mm -hmm. It it really did. Do and you know, do you have any idea like you know what might have caused that? Unfortunately, um, the when the drugs poured mm. in. See, so we're looking at. Uh, I think 63 was when um, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Mm -hmm. 68 was Dr. Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. And that's when the riots and the damage was then done mm -hmm. to Greenmount Avenue. Mm -hmm. All up from North Avenue, which North Avenue was actually a hub. Mm -hmm. And when I say it was a hub, that was a, the area where um, the drugs and um, at that particular time, as I recall, the drugs weren't as big. And when I say it, w it wasn't as big, we weren't exposed to it. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't really know about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. 
um, but it was number running. Mm -hmm. And so oh, yeah, right. for the most part, anyone who... What was number running? That was you, somebody would give you their lottery numbers and you would go to the lottery? Well, they place. weren't called... Num they weren't called... It wasn't the lottery. Oh, this was... This was... It, this this was an organized means of um, contacting whoever the person was that initiated it, where you would go in and you would take a dollar, two dollars, whatever, mm -hmm. and you would say, this is the number that I want to play. Mm -hmm. And other people did the very same thing. Oh, um, okay. But it was it was really considered illegal. And and the other thing was was. Um, um, gambling. Mm. Okay, so oh. they were they were the biggies because our next door neighbor they had a gambling mm. uh, um, uh, group mm. that met in their house, and and if they felt as though they had been cheated or what have you, that's where you would have fights with knives, and some people had guns, but no way like what we're experiencing mm. now. I was uh, it was um it must have been autobiography of Malcolm X, I think. This guy named can't remember the guy's name. One of the one of his friends, I think, or associates, but he talked about uh, the running numbers, and he yes. would talk about like how brilliant a lot of the people that would do the number runnings were because they could oh, remember yeah. so many different people's oh numbers and just be able to you know go pick up the people's like whatever their order was, but they would keep it all yes. in their head and then they would go down and surely you know, tell tell exactly what those numbers were. It's yeah. crazy to think that like some people, you know, had that ability. Absolutely. But it might, they might not have been able to put it into, you know, uh, getting a math degree or a PhD in mathematics. True. If they could, you know, use that type of, if they had that memory to do that, they could have used it, you know, in order Absolutely. to do something else. Absolutely. Which is really unfortunate because mm -hmm. in truth, they really did have the ability. They just didn't know that it was something that they could do. I mm -hmm. believe that that yeah. had a lot to do with mm -hmm. the choices. Um, that you know people made and mm -hmm. have and are still making so I've been reading Eddie Brown's uh, he, um, the I was when I was valeting at mm -hmm. um, yeah. NBC services uh, working at the Magdalena he's the one that owns the Magdalena and the mm -hmm. um, Brown Capital Management black guy but um I'm reading his book and he was talking about how when he was growing up he uh, was I think he was doing what's it called bootlegging like Oh yeah. Someone like a piss when he mm -hmm. was younger, like that was when alcohol was illegal, I think, or something like that. It was, but he was pretty much working with his uh, uncle, and he would uh, do like a lot of the like running, like he would run the. Uh, I think it was alcohol. He was mm -hmm. running alcohol to, to his um to whoever his clients were his house, but um, I think it was eventually maybe one of his family members they stepped in, and, and I think they told his mom. His, they, they talked to his mother and they were like yeah Eddie he's been you know getting in trouble and we don't know if he's gonna end up dead or you know yeah in jail yeah. because he's you know running around with his uncle so his mom had like finally stepped in but you had talked a little bit about exposure so it's like not knowing what's available he actually spoke on that as well in the book he was pretty much saying that if he didn't have the resources like had people that were stepping in he would have been you know the same way but Absolutely. now he's managing mm -hmm. billions of dollars mm -hmm. so like you were just talking about a lot of it can be just your environment like you don't necessarily know uh what you're capable of or what's what opportunities are mm -hmm. out there if you you aren't exposed to it you only That's know right. what you know what you see rather mm -hmm. than you know you just you could be like totally oblivious to 
all of these other thing opportunities and things that you could do with your with your brain rather than surely you know, doing certain things that surely. Are illegal. And I think a real part to overcome is the the feeling of low self esteem, low self worth. Because mm -hmm. if you don't feel as though you're worth anything, even though you're fully gifted and talented with many abilities, but if your inner belief is that you can't accomplish anything, that's what you'll believe. Mm -hmm. And if you have voices that support that, mm -hmm. then that's mm -hmm. really what you'll follow. So. Yeah. And, and, and we saw that, um, you know, within the community, but, but it was still charged with um, opportunity mm -hmm. as, as, as far as education was concerned and as far as recreation yeah. was concerned. Right. So, right. Um, and, and mm -hmm. we just played a lot, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? We had that going for us um, as well, and mm -hmm. we were outside a lot. Um, mm -hmm. So... Um, it was most enjoyable. And and at the time when we moved there, I think we were perhaps the fifth black family um, on the block of Homewood Avenue. And I mean, that's from 2100 all the way up to maybe 2149 mm -hmm. and then houses on the other side of the street. Mm -hmm. um, but somehow still, I think at age three, I didn't... Um, I just wasn't that much, I wasn't focused because there wasn't a black white language mm -hmm. um, in our home and as I grew up. That was so also what I wanted factor. to ask. So growing up playing uh, Chinese checkers and you know, hopscotch and all of that. Mm -hmm. Jacks. Were, <laughs> Jacks, right. <laughs> were there, was it integrated? Like were some of your friends white or was it, it was predominantly black mm -hmm. that was living in those areas? Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was, it was, well, let me say this. Um, there were still quite a few whites, mm -hmm. it, but what happened was the blacks just gravitated towards one another. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I think that from a racial perspective, perhaps mm -hmm. my kindergarten teacher, her name was Miss Onion and she was really, really mean. Mm -hmm. She was real mean, but I didn't think of her as being racist. I just thought she was a mean person. Mm. So, I, so I pretty much grew up just dealing with people mm -hmm. based upon their behavior and not based upon the color of their skin. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that, that was also a real factor in terms of my experience growing up in a community. Mm -hmm. But then I moved um, from Homewood Avenue um, at age 18. So I had my own apartment then. Mm -hmm. So then that was an entirely different experience 18. at 18. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I got, when I graduated out of school, um, I got, yeah, I got my own apartment, um, mm -hmm. uh, 705 Exeter mm -hmm. Hall, second floor, um, well, apartment. You for work at the time in order to... Um, at the time, I actually had gotten a job at, um, I was working part-time. That was mm -hmm. a part-time job working at a shoe store. Mm -hmm. um, that was like my first kind of, okay, I need a job here. Um, and then I started working for CMP Telephone Company mm -hmm. as an intercept operator. Mm -hmm. and, and the challenge with that is I worked from 6 p.m. until 12 a.m. Mm -hmm. And, and it, that, was a, that was a real challenge in that I had to walk 
a distance. Um, we're talking St. Paul Street all the way down to, I forget what street it was that I had to catch the number eight bus mm -hmm. to get home. And it was dark and it was, you know, at night and mm -hmm. all. But it was a really, really good job. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I liked it. And working the job that you had, it was affordable as far as the apartment? Like, oh, um, absolutely. Because I was just reading an article about... Um, it's hard now or I think it's no I, I don't know if it's the statistic is like completely true but they mm -hmm. were talking about how no but no apartments are affordable like to to um, minimum wage workers so like no like there's no place mm -hmm. where like people can pretty much live sure working off of minimum wage like this is like almost impossible for people to live off mm -hmm. of you know minimum wage now with well what's What's unfortunate about that has everything to do with the quality of living at the places that are affordable for people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who are minimum wage. Mm -hmm. See, that, that's the part. I think that if, if there is ownership, if, if you own a building, and I know that there are challenges that come with it, but ownership requires and uh, responsibility, mm -hmm. therefore, you, you keep the building up. You don't neglect it because of what the residents and the tenants pay. Mm -hmm. And that's a part ah, of the challenge. Right. I think that's one yeah. of the reasons that people say that minimum wage earners, there is no um, um, housing that they can afford mm -hmm. because what they can afford, they don't necessarily want. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to have to raise their children in it yeah. either. So I think it's an irresponsibility on the part of home ownership, mm -hmm. you know, right. across the board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I think I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, the relationship counseling and uh, mm -hmm. some of the stuff that you've been working or life coaching and like in that area. So um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. how, did, how did you get into that? Well... I'm, I'm a strong believer in um, that each and every one of us are gifted. Mm -hmm. we, we, we have talents and abilities. We, we've been endowed with them. And with that comes an innateness. There is just something that you just, you just do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. You don't, um, it's, it's you're doing what you love. Mm -hmm. And whether you're paid for it or not, right. you do it. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself in that particular uh, place whereby I could meet a stranger and in no time at all, they were then talking with me about their life, mm -hmm. were talking with me about some, some issue. Mm -hmm. And um, I just stepped into it. Mm -hmm. It began to grow um, because I um, then had the opportunity whereby my husband and me did marriage ministry. Mm -hmm. And in that marriage ministry, our initial leaders were psychologists, um, Ron and Nancy Rocky. Mm -hmm. The concept behind their program, which was called um, created for success in marriage. Mm -hmm. And th the understanding was that the agenda of the enemy 
is to, I mean, to thoroughly convince us that we have no worth and value. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the greatest challenge that any individual has is just that. Mm -hmm. They don't have any worth and they don't have any value. Mm -hmm. And messaging that they've heard all their lives will just reinforce that. Mm -hmm. And as we have talked um, before our segment, mm -hmm. how that even a lie, once the brain, once it's fed, mm -hmm. the brain will support it. Mm -hmm. So there's no, there's no fight against that. Mm -hmm. We as individuals have to stand up and say, no, that's mm -hmm. not the truth. Yep. And what this program created for success was all about, it was all about our relationships based upon our primary caregivers, mm -hmm. our relationship, mother, father, siblings, um, and in marriage. Mm -hmm. And it so ignited something on the inside of me that I, I said, at the end of the day, every individual alive, the basic need to be loved, to be heard, and to be accepted. Mm -hmm. that, those are, that's it. But yeah. Those are the basic needs of every individual. Mm -hmm. And when they're not met, then there is this need to find significance mm -hmm. many times outside of ourselves mm -hmm. when in fact all of it is, is on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. So um, a, a part of or stepping forward with that had everything to do with, in my opinion, the power of coaching. Mm -hmm. Because there's were, um, the Rockies were on the end of psychology. Mm -hmm. Well, coaching to me is far more beneficial because in coaching you're not telling a person what they should do mm -hmm. or how they should do it coaching allows you to find out from an individual what is it that you want mm -hmm. who who do you believe yourself to be mm -hmm. and what do you want to accomplish in your life and what can i do to help you to accomplish that goal. Mm -hmm. That's that's what the root of coaching is all about. Right. On the marriage end, that had everything to do with the various aspects of marriage that are necessary in order to have a healthy marriage. Mm -hmm. And then on the end of the, the which which is the piece that I brought in there, mm -hmm. on the money end, mm -hmm. the money end had everything to do with my own challenge with money because I didn't realize that we have a relationship with money. Mm -hmm. We either love it or we hate it. And um, not only your relationship with money personally, but the relationship with money within a relationship. Yes. So one person might have a certain relationship with money and the other person might have a relationship Absolutely. with money. So trying to figure out that balance between the two, that can also be oh, some challenge. Absolutely. <laughs> People will sooner talk about their sex life than talk about money. Mm -hmm. It is that kind of conversation that will incite something on the inside mm -hmm. of you. It's, it's this thing, you know, it's like that is a private space that many people don't want others to enter in. Mm -hmm. But what's difficult or, or, or what um, becomes the biggest challenge with money is that the motivation could very well be greed. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's it you you have we have to keep a balance. Yeah. So yeah. um so my um coaching is get your relationship brain unscrambled. Mm -hmm. That's what get your relationship brain unscrambled because all of life is all about relationship. It's mm -hmm. just all about relationship. And you had mentioned something about um your self worth within your relationship. I think I had watched yeah, I don't know if I watched it, but I heard, I think, about Will Smith and he was talking about within mm -hmm. his relationship he was pretty much saying that they, him and Jada, are individuals and they both have their own personal lives and they both love love themselves enough and then they come together and they do things together based mm -hmm. off of that. So I guess, what's your standpoint on that? Like, so should you, like, how much do you need to love? Is is it more so, Is I guess, should your focus be more so loving yourself and then because you love yourself so much, you're able to love another individual? Mm -hmm. Like, which, which one comes first, I guess? Do you need to love yourself and then you can love, you know, other mm -hmm. like someone else fully or can someone else teach you how to love yourself, you know? I, I understand that question. And I would say, okay, as an individual, let's just say as an individual, before God, mm -hmm. we we all oh, stand. We all stand before God as an individual, which means that my behavior, my behavior, my actions are personally on me. Mm -hmm. They're not the responsibility of anything outside of me. Mm -hmm. I'm responsible for my own individual behavior. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. In marriage. In order to be to in order to have a healthy marriage, you first have to be a whole and healthy person. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, then the goal is to expect that that person in relationship with you is going to fix you mm -hmm. and make you better. Mm -hmm. That cannot happen. Mm -hmm. It's an it's an individual decision mm -hmm. that we have to make for ourselves so when people say you have to love yourself mm -hmm. in order to love another person uh, I agree with that to the extent that mm -hmm. loving yourself means that you're going to be a healthy person mm -hmm. because what one person feels is love may not be love to another person right. And, and you loving yourself may just be pure selfishness. I'm not saying that about Will Smith. I'm just saying that everything has to do with what an individual's belief system is. What you believe, if you believe it, you believe it. And you believe, well, I, I love myself. This is the reason that I, I look at me. I behave this way because I love myself. Therefore, you have to accept what I do and I accept what you do mm. but that doesn't necessarily say that mm. you love that person mm -hmm. being a healthy individual means that you place the value on yourself because we do have to value ourselves if we don't value ourselves then we'll just do anything mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying right. yeah. if you value yourself you're going to make the decisions that are um, not always the easiest decision, 
but it's, it's the decision that is going to bring about the best good for you, which in fact, whoever, say for instance, your wife or your girlfriend or whomsoever, you value that person and valuing actually means listening to what it is that they're saying, mm -hmm. accepting who they are. Mm -hmm. That really equates more to loving a person than just the words that people say, right. I love you. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 it has to have substance to it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and the person walks away feeling value, not, not walk away feeling uh, flattered. Mm -hmm. See, flattery is an entirely mm -hmm. different thing mm -hmm. than walking away feeling as though I've been, value has been placed on me. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's really what matters. Right. Yeah. What we're seeing in our, I'm just going to use this as an example. What we're seeing in our streets today has a lot to do with people who have been devalued. Yep. Therefore, they don't place the value on themselves and they conduct themselves in ways that is a reflection, honestly, of how they feel about themselves. Mm -hmm. It's not external, it's internal. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's internal. All of our work is an internal work so that we can make a contribution mm -hmm. to our society mm -hmm. and to raise our family and have loving, strong families. Mm -hmm. That's that's what life really is all about, because right. life is all about family. And I keep name dropping celebrities, but um, drop them. <laughs> okay. He was talking about how um, there's uh, people like you know guys out in, on the streets, and they'll get offensive or defensive when they see someone staring at them, and mm -hmm. they won't think oh, I might have something on my nose. They might be looking at my nose or they might be, you know, just in a daze thinking about mm -hmm. something, but they'll get defensive. And so they'll like, you know, what are you, what are you looking at? Yeah. And he was pretty much saying that sometimes people are just um, afraid that you, you, oh, actually it was him. He was saying that he would do that. Oh, I see. <laughs> he was afraid uh -huh. that uh, someone was noticing him, like they were seeing him. So it was almost like internal. He didn't really value himself. And mm -hmm. he was mm -hmm. kind of just like, you know, he didn't want people to, you know, see him for who he was rather mm -hmm. than, you know, what he wanted, I guess, to portray himself sure. as. Sure. So it was yeah. like fear almost of this response. Mm hmm. Yeah. Someone looking at him. But, um, yeah, I, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, aggression, I guess, within. And in, in, in the, you know, street, in the city, oh, in the cities, yeah. Very much so. And I think here and again, even with what Jay-Z said, mm -hmm. okay, it still goes back to an inner belief mm -hmm. about oneself. Yeah. You know, if, if you're self-conscious because what you, what you are projecting out there is what you want people to believe about mm -hmm. you. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you do internally believe mm -hmm. it. You know, yep. and there there are just there are just so many voices. Mm -hmm. And I I've come to a point where um what I now say is and and not that I did this in the past, but I believe 
I feel it more strongly now than ever before. And that is, I don't just believe anybody. Yeah. I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there are just, there are a lot of voices it's out there. It's a whole lot of information. And the truth of the matter is, they could be psychopaths. Mm -hmm. They could be psychopaths. Mm -hmm. Or they could be just, you know out of their mind and they just they you just, know they could just make something up yes <laughs> mentally disturbed yeah. and no no offense to yeah, the right, mentally actually, disturbed yeah, i mean disturbed. if yeah. it's you know truly mm -hmm. a, a chemical thing that's going on in their body mm -hmm. but but not I mean, addressing it so they just out you know just saying you know whatever it is <laughs> yeah i mean you got egomaniacs mm -hmm. i mean it, it's it's just it's this hodgepodge of people presenting themselves as though they know everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. well, uh, no, mm -hmm. no one knows everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, none of us do. Mm -hmm. None of us know everything and none of us are perfect. We, we never can be. Right. The best that we can be is the best that we can be as individuals mm -hmm. in what it is in, in the contribution that we can make in the lives of other people. Right. That's, that's really what fulfillment in life is, is all about, mm -hmm. you know? So a lot of times when people are reacting, they are reacting as a result of their own inner beliefs mm -hmm. about themselves. And the person didn't even have to be looking at them. Yep. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, we think that people are thinking stuff and, and they're like, look, I my own got world. Stuff going on. Yeah, yes. not, not even worried about what's yes, going on. Yes, I've got you. my own life here. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to be focused in on you. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just interesting. I, I think I'm intrigued by um, the relational aspect. It's called uh, relational science. I'm more interested in why people do what they do than mm -hmm. what they do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because motivation is key. Mm -hmm. And so right now it seems that there's this big uh, focus on, well not a big focus, but a lot of people are talking about affirmations. Mm -hmm. um, I guess, how do you feel about affirmations? And then also, I'm thinking about it now, what's the relationship between affirmations and just prayer? Because I feel like some people aren't necessarily religious, so maybe they're saying affirmations, but at the same time, when you pray, you are making affirmations in a sense, mm -hmm. you know? So, I don't know. Is that a way to make religion, fit religion in without fitting well, religion in? <laughs> okay, well, this is what I will say in my understanding. Religion is man's idea of God, mm -hmm. which means that religion is have rules mm -hmm. Th this this is what you do mm -hmm. this is how you behave this is this is what you say this is what you you don't say this is what right. you do this is what you don't do mm -hmm. and religion has nothing at all to do with christ-likeness mm -hmm. that's two different things mm -hmm. so again life is all about relationship and god Mm -hmm. It's all about relationship. Mm -hmm. So therefore, your conversation with him, your prayer to him would be a prayer of conversation the same way that we're conversing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And in it could very well be in your declarations because your declarations are based upon the words that you speak because words are powerful. Words are are things mm -hmm. it's 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 like who we are materially what 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 is seen on the outside 
is the material, but who we are is the spiritual, which is it's it's non-material. Mm. It's not. It doesn't take up any space on the inside of us. It's just who we are. Mm -hmm. It's a spirit being, mm -hmm. and therefore our conversation and our communication and the power of the words that we speak in a God-like life, the words that we speak, the power of God will bring it forth. Mm -hmm. It's like they say that faith is substance. Mm -hmm. Meaning that what, what it is that I'll, I'll just use you for an example mm -hmm. from the extent that that I'm aware of the things that you have desired, mm -hmm. you have articulated mm -hmm. and you have taken steps to ensure that those things from the spirit realm have materialized and made itself present mm -hmm. in order for you to take advantage of it and I'm not talking new age or mysticism or what have you but one of the greatest challenges in the life of God's creation is that we've missed that we're spirit beings mm -hmm. and and though mysticism is, is spiritual mm -hmm. new age is spiritual yeah. but that does not make christ likeness something that's 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 false or fake or or ooh you know um woo 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 mm -hmm. you know that's what we call yeah. it when when people start you know talking and having conversation over spiritual things and their approach to it is a turn off to people mm -hmm. Because in the main, Christianity, people relate it more to religion than they do to a relationship. Mm -hmm. Life is all about relationship. Mm -hmm. And our relationship with the Father has everything to do with our design. Mm -hmm. And he designed us as incredible, magnificent individuals who are enabled to bring forth into the earth what he's put inside. Mm -hmm. It's already inside of you. Right. It's already inside of each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. We just have to get our belief system in a place where we believe, okay, and we begin to speak it out and walk it out mm -hmm. and speak it out and walk it out and speak it out. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about affirmation, affirmation is just wanting to bring the power of affirming words into right. your sphere mm -hmm. where you live and move and breathe and you have mentioned uh me um and me putting my goals into words and like you know manifesting that into you know my actual life and i just thought about the secret you remember mm -hmm. that book or yes. the, the dvd as well mm -hmm. but um it's funny that that I feel like that was also something that really changed the way that I was thinking in mm -hmm. high school because mm -hmm. I think that was when I came across the secrets in high school. Mm -hmm. But it was putting things into words and you know um, almost like making something, uh, uh, imagining something, imagining a certain lifestyle that I wanted to live, and then 
um, you know, writing it down and mm-hmm. then like repeatedly like telling myself like I, you know, I can I can get to this point. I can do this. I can you know live this lifestyle. Like these things are possible. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a big uh, big shift for me as far as you know, uh, the 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 actions that I was taking in the movie. Sure. That, you know, what I was actually doing, but mm-hmm. now I've. Well, I've, I've partially, yeah. <laughs> I've manifested a lot of those things that I mm-hmm. was picturing for myself then, mm-hmm. and it's it's funny, um, just the fact that I don't what I saw, and this is I'm jumping a little bit, but what I saw, you know, as far as opportunities and um, I don't know, I just I think I was picturing certain things based off of just like movies and just Mm -hmm. maybe something that i read i might have read rich dad poor dad and like Mm -hmm. i was reading a bunch of those types of you know the millionaire mindset and i was looking a lot into different like luxury lifestyles and all of that stuff but um i had to step outside of what i saw within you know what i was seeing immediately as far as like baltimore city you know Mm -hmm. like yeah going leaving outside and then mm-hmm. catching a bus and then going you know down to urban avenue mm-hmm. and you on bel-air road and you see all of this chaos going on like yeah. on the streets and stuff but having being able to just see outside of that mm-hmm. in order to be like okay like this isn't this isn't it you know right that's right yeah absolutely but, um, um i don't know how much of it was how much i was praying though you know I I don't, but but it's like it, mm-hmm. it's all like what you're just saying though it's all spiritual at the end of the day like yes it's pretty much just uh you know spirit like your energy and just putting certain things mm-hmm. out and you know like we were talking about manifesting it it's yeah. just interesting <laughs> i yeah. was just thinking about that yeah because the book the law of attraction mm-hmm. where in in some circles that was a book that dealt with new age and mysticism mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. The religious, and I'm not saying this about all religions, I'm just saying that in some, mm-hmm. the law of attraction was not considered a book that Christians would read, which mm-hmm. is right. very unfortunate mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's not mysticism, it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's really saying, in order for you to have something, you do need to see it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you know, you, you, you've, you've got to see it. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to engage in yeah. your desire for it to be your experience. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's seeing it and speaking it. When... God spoke the word, worlds are still coming into being. Mm-hmm. It was the power of the word that brought it forth. Mm-hmm. Our words are very, very powerful, and we're going to live what we speak. Mm-hmm. See, and many times people want to be angry at, at their outcomes without taking responsibility for the fact that you spoke it out. Mm-hmm. And you have what you say. Right. And, and that's, that's really... You know the reality of of who we are. We are spirit beings, mm-hmm. and separate and apart from their the influences in the world, it's important as to who who is influencing us. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that that's the important part because even though, as you said, 
you, you weren't praying mm -hmm. specifically, you weren't like Heavenly Father, or, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But in your heart of hearts, God loves His creation. Mm -hmm. He, that'll never ever change. Mm -hmm. And His love for us is, is uncaused, mm -hmm. it's, it's undeserved. It, it's nothing that we did for Him to love us and it's nothing that we could ever do that will change his love for us. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's unconditional. Mm -hmm. What we do with the life that God has given us, that is what will determine the results of the life that we live. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you are, I'm using this as an example, you're a millionaire. You've got plenty of money. You, 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 you know, you uh, are using drugs, um, uppers, downers, whatever is necessary to go to sleep. You're, mm -hmm. you're unkind to people. You're, you're selfish and self-absorbed and so forth. Okay. You are yourself determining what your life is going to be. Mm -hmm. If you're open and free and you, you know, and you're giving, and I'm not talking about giving um, foolishly, mm -hmm. because we must, we must be wise. Mm -hmm. we, we must be wise. And we must be, we use wisdom and, and knowledge. And we must understand. Mm -hmm. um, we can understand why a person behaves a certain way, mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we're going to get in that same bed with them. Mm -hmm. As you said, you observed the Harford Road and, and various other places. You made a decision mm -hmm. that you wanted more mm -hmm. for your life. Mm -hmm. And you stepped out of that. Mm -hmm. Any Anyone can do that. It's not... The, the road is going to be different. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it starts with this deep desire that I want something different. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. Yeah. Just like the movie um, Will Smith. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that, that that's really a perfect mm -hmm. example. Yeah, he wanted movie. more. He wanted so much more because he wanted to be able to manifest who he was, and that mm. was his way of bringing it to the earth. And what happens is, you rather than being a consumer, you you begin to to be in the multiplication place. Mm -hmm. Because the more you add to other people, mm -hmm. the more you yourself grow. Mm -hmm. Just consider the many people right. who have grown as a result of his life and having watched that movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's just, it's just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and it's so exciting when we think about the fact that I, I do not care when and how you were born. The circumstances differ. Mm -hmm. I, I get that. But each and every person has been born with innate talents, abilities, and, um, um, yeah. and giftings and, and, then, and those giftings are not with repentance mm -hmm. it doesn't mean uh, certainly we would want everyone to get born again because we know that being born again you have help here in the earth because the Holy Spirit is here angels are here mm -hmm. and the Father 
But without that, you're pretty much just on your own mm -hmm. trying to and, and people in there in what you see, it it looks good, but you really don't know what people mm -hmm. are living when they close their doors. Yeah. You know, you, you just don't. And how you had talked a little bit about um like just distractions and like the noise and you know, mm -hmm. there's so much input right yeah. now as far as information. Mm-hmm. I noticed for me, like I have to find ways to, you know, get rid of a lot of inputs mm -hmm. because that's really important too when it comes to developing yourself. And we also talked about like a little earlier about, um, you know, uh, trying to stop your brain from thinking certain thoughts in mm -hmm. order for you to be able to develop and grow. Mm -hmm. So inputs are also important as well because I think we talked about this before, but I really, I'm a, I'm a big believer in um, you become more like you start to think like the people that you're around the most. Surely. Mm -hmm. So you start to develop, you know, some some habits that certain people have. So it's um, being able to like shut out that, but then also shutting out all the information that you have from your phone. So you get you're getting mm -hmm. all of these other you know thoughts and certain mm -hmm. um, opinions or just a whole bunch of information. But then you're also trying to think on your own, you know, sure, and to develop sure. your own ideas. Mm -hmm. um, have you noticed any of that? Or like, do you do uh, anything to, you know, sort of shut things off? Or do you mm -hmm. take some time away from certain stuff in order to, you know, um, rejuvenate or mm -hmm. what? I mean, well, I guess mm -hmm. one thing for you, since you're in, you know, rural Virginia, I mean, but of course you still mm -hmm. got your, your cell phone, you got the yeah. internet and everything like mm -hmm. that, but <laughs> do you have <laughs> yes. to do that or do you notice that I you, do. you know, you do any of those things? Mm -hmm. I do. Um, my main place is I love going to the beach. Mm -hmm. Oh, and yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not one for, um, I mean, if, right, I'm mm -hmm. not one to necessarily swim, but I love the sound. Have you um, ever played the, you know, the, like, have you, have you ever just tried to sleep with that sound playing? I, on your I phone? take, okay. uh huh, I but take. But you it. know, there's like, you know, uh, probably you can find it on YouTube or Apple Music. Uh -huh. And you can probably find ocean sounds oh, on, yes. a, on a loop. And you can probably play that while you, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you're... <laughs> well, see, I can, but, but I then the also... Breeze and everything, too. Oh, just, yes. Oh, you got to smell yeah. the sea air. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then, you know, the seagulls. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that they can also be included in a, in a soundtrack. But mm -hmm. but it's it's the whole atmosphere. The whole yeah. um, I was told that if you spend yep. two straight weeks... Mm -hmm sitting at the um edge of the ocean mm -hmm. that it will realign your whole body and you know scientifically proven yep some people mm -hmm. say uh we evolved we were i think we were land creatures but we evolved from like you know how people say that we're, we evolved from chimps mm -hmm. so uh i think they were somebody there's, there's a theory that chimps i think they must have started going out into the water so they spent a whole lot of time in water and you know like fishing mm -hmm. and so eventually that was how we uh we don't have as much um hair on our bodies no, yeah. so from being in the water i think it's not as necessary to have like that uh hair on the outside i think because we have fat on the inside mm -hmm. that that's what keeps us warm and so also um I think whales or dolphins or something like that, <laughs> they have fat on the inside to keep them warm as well. Oh, yeah. And then uh -huh. also the shape of our nose, 
I think we're the only mammals that have certain nose shapes. Mm. So it's like sort of connected to how we like dive in the water. But um Okay. They were pretty much making that connection as far as how like how rejuvenated it is to go swim or oh, to I go see. to the beach because mm-hmm. of that connection okay. with evolution. Oh, okay, <laughs> with that connection to evolution. But I, I just know based upon what was shared, it, it, it actually Mm-hmm. There, there is. I thought of it more so as 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 the. I think it also has somewhat to do with the salt air. It's it has everything to do with the the rejuvenating power mm-hmm. that it has overall mm-hmm. in the body because mm-hmm. there is such richness in the ocean. When we went to well, actually, each vacation. When we went, I think mm-hmm. it was like, I remember for, for sure, Dominican and when we were in um, Turks and Caicos, I noticed uh, when I swam a lot and I was out in that, maybe it was the, uh, the, like the temperature as well, the humidity, but my skin just looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just yeah. felt, you know, healthier mm-hmm. just from being in those areas. So, I mean, it could also just be maybe that's where like our ancestors, like that's the type of, you know weather or experiences that our ancestors had like so mm-hmm. it's closer to our uh dna or like biology as far as like what's Surely. natural to us yeah even when it comes down to like eating habits i always want to know you know um about our lineage in order to figure out what uh what our lineage eat ate you know oh. for, like for them it's so, it's, so yeah. it's like okay uh-huh. if that's what they were eating and this is what's closest to what their diet was like and this is how they mm-hmm. lived and like let me try to implement that mm-hmm. that, that yeah. those those that diet with very because interesting it might the food that we're eating it might be foreign like sort of foreign to us Understand. because mm-hmm. it's Under not the what, circumstances you know. what our ancestors <laughs> came up on but mm-hmm. but uh, um one thing too is that um our creation and when I mean creation, I'm talking mankind and all aspects of creation, mm-hmm. the world. Everything that we need is already here. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the reasons that herbal, uh, um, medicinal mm-hmm. products are a much healthier means uh, um, of keeping us healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, things like spending time at the ocean um, can realign our hope. It's it's already here. Mm-hmm. Pharmaceutically, that's a drive all about money. Mm-hmm. But just naturally, mm-hmm. in the in the plan and purpose of God in His creation of mankind, mm-hmm. everything everything is here. You talked about everything is here. It made me think about a lot of the, you know, billionaires that are going into space and, you know, traveling in the space. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, I keep thinking, uh, is it some financial value? I mean, of course, they might try to just, uh, what's it called, colonize another planet. But mm-hmm. I'm also yeah. wondering if they, if they go to another planet and they can bring, you know, certain materials back that might just be more beneficial to maybe creating certain technologies mm-hmm. or something like that. Like if they can go somewhere and bring back a whole bunch of diamonds or something like that because sure. this this planet creates this type of atmosphere that creates this type of materials more often than on earth so we go there mm-hmm. we bring it back and now we got 
you know, uh, a monopoly on yeah. <laughs> on certain <laughs> materials. You know, I I I just think the brain is incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just it's just phenomenal what what man can accomplish. This is just my opinion. Nothing, no. Uh, condemnation on anyone or any kind of criticism or what have you but I just kind of think you know when people have billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars I just kind of think they run out of stuff to do with mm-hmm. it yeah definitely you know what I'm saying it's it's almost like what what can I do now mm-hmm. I, you know what what can I what can I do mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do drugs I've done that mm-hmm. I've done was- this I was even thinking about that uh, the stuff that's been going on with Bill Gates with the Jeffrey Epstein and his connections to him, yes. them just finding crazy stuff to do because they have All so kinds. much power and they can yes. do just whatever they yes. sort of whatever that they want Absolutely. to do. Absolutely. That's so really just, what it comes down out, to. Yeah, a whole bunch of different crazy stuff. Yes. And that's what I think about going mm. to Mars. And I, I mean, mean I, I yeah. I mean yeah. I, I I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm almost like well, you know, okay. There's a lot that needs to be done and could be and done here before because going all the way to Mars. So much wealth, but they don't put it into absolutely. Our, you know, into communities or absolutely you know, working. Like they could do so much, so much, so much to so like much. better just our living right now. Well. Absolutely. And that, yeah. Now that you said that, it doesn't exist because why go to why try to colonize another planet rather than putting the money into the world here in order to fix to correct whatever is going on as far as like what's the challenges that we're having in our environment now so of course if they can if they if you you have a hundred billion dollars net worths if you have a hundred billion dollars of course you can redevelop an entire city you know you can Mm -hmm. do certain projects and on top Mm -hmm. of that they're all engineers and they have a bunch of engineers that are working for them so they are definitely solutions oriented so they can figure out something that could correct a lot of the challenges that we have yes one of my professors he would talk about um using engineers in politics he was saying that a lot of times we have a whole a bunch of politicians that they're i mean they they do have some solutions but they don't Mm -hmm. he was pretty much making the he has the opinion that a lot of our um, the solutions could come from engineers so that we can Absolutely. logically think about how to fix certain things, how to correct mm-hmm. our economy, how to like make, you know, certain, dis- just certain decisions within mm-hmm. politics, within our government Absolutely. in order to, you know, correct a lot of the Surely. issues that we have. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a, it's a good question. I don't know yeah. why, why that's the case. I just feel that so many people, it, I conclude if, if you've been gifted with a melodious voice, mm-hmm. then sing. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, don't. Mm-hmm. Many people are in professions and in government, and it's really not their lane. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just they, they don't have the heart or the mind for it. Mm-hmm. You need to follow and embrace what you're gifted to do because that is where you're going to step out in the exceptional. Mm-hmm. If you make really good apple pies, make apple pies, yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. But don't step over into in, in endeavoring to bring mm-hmm. forth something to the earth that you're not gifted 
and talented mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. Let the gift, and, and it's okay. There, there is no, you know, it's, it's just like people who sing, they, they it, it, just using church for an example, they stand on a platform. Mm -hmm. While people who feel that they need attention and they want attention, they'll do something that is going to put them in a position where they'll get attention. Mm -hmm. But it's not because they're gifted to do it. Right. Now, Many times, as you just mentioned, people who are, are, are they, they're genius in their approach and how they can bring about the necessary changes in our world, mm -hmm. that's where they should be using their abilities, their gifting, their, their financial um, uh, wealth, mm -hmm. and so forth. But many times, their motivations are purely selfish. Yeah. It's really just all about them and mm -hmm. all the money that they have and, mm -hmm. what, and, and the contribution that they, they bring. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really know Branson. I've, I started listening to his video, um, um, the, uh, um, what's the other gentleman's name, who just, uh, Bezos, mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos, and... Um, uh, Tesla, Elon, Elon Musk, mm. exceptional. Mm. I mean, exceptional people. So we're thinking, well, why are we looking at some of the conditions right here in the United States mm -hmm. that that we're contending with? Mm -hmm. Why not? What if uh, the governor Newsom? He's inviting people from other states, homeless people. To move to California, he wants to make it the homeless utopia. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that there is mental illness there. Well, why not build facility for mental illness mm -hmm. as it relates to homelessness? Mm -hmm. Build a building that is going to house those who they they've lost their jobs. They they um they're on the street. Give them the training mm -hmm. and the wherewithal to help them to be able to make a contribution. Mm -hmm. Why not do that? Why go to Mars? Mm -hmm. Or why go to the moon? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I right. mean, you don't even know what's up there and you don't mm -hmm. know if you're bringing something back mm -hmm. that we don't even want here. Right. You know, yeah. stay in your lane. Do what, do what you can do mm -hmm. in your own backyard first before you're trying to, you know, go off in space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> with, with 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 all their their gifting, such magnificent um, individuals in terms of of what they have built, mm -hmm. that in an that in and of itself is an example that they do have the ability. I won't say that they're misguided. I would just say that it can be utilized mm -hmm. to help the masses yeah. because as a nation it's much it's needed mm -hmm. and to ignore it it's it's rather say it mm -hmm. um so uh i wanted to ask a little bit about your book um mm -hmm. and where's like how's that progressing okay I guess. um my book the 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 essence of the book mm -hmm. is there what i need to add to it um are the examples. Mm -hmm. The title of the book is First Bite, mm -hmm. and it has everything to do with what happened in the garden. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. whether it was an apple, whether it was fruit, whatever. The idea behind it had everything to do with the fact that Adam and Eve had a conversation with the serpent who actually had taken the form of a serpent mm -hmm. and Eve had the conversation with the serpent mm -hmm. but Adam was there listening to the whole conversation mm -hmm. now it was Adam's responsibility as the head to tell the serpent to shut his mouth up mm -hmm. that he wasn't going to have that conversation with his wife but he didn't mm -hmm. the fact remained that when it was all exposed when God asked Adam and Eve, well, why, why are you too naked? Mm -hmm. And Adam said, this woman, this, this woman mm -hmm. that you gave me, she gave me that mm -hmm. app to eat. And then Eve said, it was the serpent. Mm -hmm. First bite is about that one particular aspect. Because in our world today, and for generations, people refuse to take responsibility for their own behavior mm. and their own decisions. That's what, that's, that's what First Bite is all about. Mm -hmm. See, because if you won't take responsibility for your own behavior, then you can't change. Mm -hmm. Because you won't change anything that you agree with. Right. If, if you agree that, and, and you can feel very justified you can feel very justified in bad behavior. Mm -hmm. If you've been treated badly, then you treat other people badly mm -hmm. because you're angry because you've been treated badly. So therefore, you feel a right to treat other people. Yeah. But if you recognize, no, I don't, mm -hmm. that that is not the way that I should conduct myself. I know what happened to me, but I'm more than what happened to me. That's a decision that has to be made because many times people think they are what happened to them as yeah. opposed to just thinking it's something that happened to them, but right. they're more than what yeah. happened to mm -hmm. them. And they will not allow what happened to them to govern mm -hmm. their whole life. Right. So therefore, yeah. it comes down to taking responsibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And once you take responsibility or a person takes responsibility for their own behavior, they can heal mm -hmm. because whatever we hold against another or about ourselves, mm -hmm. we're holding it on the inside of us and it manifests. That's what sickness really right. is all about. And taking responsibility as far as how you react, even in like the situ in the scenario in the situation. So mm -hmm. you could be in a scenario where somebody, I don't know, I could just say like you had a bar and somebody bumped shoulders with you mm -hmm. and he the guy might look at you and be like, you know, like buck at you. But it's like mm -hmm. how you ha how you react to it. It could just be like, Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, or you can right. respond in another way. Absolutely. So you have that power to not, you know, respond with aggression or respond in a certain way. You can always Absolutely. decide I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act this way. I'm gonna, you know, handle this in another in, the, yes. in another situation we have power over our emotions absolutely and we can you know decide how we how we are gonna absolutely you know, respond. and that's a perfect that's a, that's a perfect example mm -hmm. because because response and reaction mm -hmm. are two different things mm -hmm. a response is you value the other person mm -hmm. a reaction is all about me and 
I'm going to let you know what you've done to me or Mm -hmm. what you've said to me or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. But a response is really the place where we live, where we don't have to go back and then apologize. Mm -hmm. Even in a situation where the person was wrong and we reacted to the wrong, Mm -hmm. we still have a responsibility to take responsibility for how we behaved in it, even if they don't ever take responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it's a personal ownership. Mm-hmm. It's that personal ownership of who, who we believe ourselves to be and how we want to conduct ourselves because that is really, that's the healthy place. Mm-hmm. That's really the healthy place. Mm-hmm. And that, that be mentally, emotionally, because we, we're spirit beings. We live in a body which gives us permission to be in the earth. Otherwise, we would be flying off somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we have a soul, mm-hmm. which is the seat of our mind, our emotions, and our will. Mm-hmm. And we have control over all three of them. Mm-hmm. And we have to, you know, uh, again, um, be mindful of what we feed on, what we hear, mm-hmm. what we're listening to, what we're allowed in. Um, because of, and we have to, when we do allow something in, we have to examine it as to, okay, now why, why did I embrace that? Mm-hmm. And then it's a self-examination, not a self-examination because we're looking like, a, you know, I'm just a bad person. No, because we're growing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're going to grow for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. So it's an ever-changing you know, like the chameleon, you know, it's, it's, it's just mm-hmm. an ever changing. And I think that's also what makes life very interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's why I painted that. It was about, um, well, it's, it's called the black man is a chameleon. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much about, uh, you know, just being able to adapt to, your, you know, your environment and making mm-hmm. those changes. And when you're in certain scenarios, you gotta, you gotta do what's best, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Always. And it's always with a view to honoring the other person. And, and, it, and it also means walking away because walking away um, doesn't even, it, 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 well, the temptation is in a situation like you bump the other person, mm-hmm. then many times ego jumps in. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, uh, you know, we got the macho mm-hmm. thing and you're not going to take advantage of me. And you know, I think that's uh, part of what road rage is all about yep. is that this person is like, this is Taking the this last time that yep. someone is going to take advantage of me. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired of people taking advantage mm-hmm. of me. And yep. so they react that out of Not even their necessarily because of what the person it, did is absolutely. It's a train, train, uh, chain effect, I guess. Or absolutely. Whatever that's it. exactly yep. what it is. Um, yeah. So I, I always like to close with some advice to the youth or at least i try to close with advice Mm -hmm. to the youth do you have any advice i guess that you could give i mean what you had just said was great advice just the first bite (laughs) as far as you know react how you Mm -hmm. react and how you respond to certain stuff um my advice to young people right now i would say do not be influenced by the negative voices Mm -hmm. that you're hearing Mm -hmm. take a step back just take a step back and be willing to do your own research because what you may be be believing you're believing it because it is the agenda of those who want 
to destroy you. Mm -hmm. And I and I don't say that as a um, um, like a fearful kind of thing. I'm saying that because in in our atmosphere, in where we are today, we have to be wise as serpents. We really do. Mm. And we have to be willing, even though we may not be interested to take the time, mm. but just do not be influenced by people and do not allow people to influence you in a direction that you really don't want to go in mm -hmm. and don't be influenced by people because you want to be accepted by them. Mm -hmm. Don't don't submit who you are because you're trying to be a part of something with someone mm -hmm. who's confused about who they yeah. are. Yeah. Why follow someone who is directionless mm -hmm. and you're, you're just going along just to be along mm -hmm. with the gang if you're gonna join a gang may it be a gang that's headed in a direction that is going to bring productivity and that is going to bring you the 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 the, the life that you desire and if you're not clear on just what it is take a step back mm -hmm and connect with someone who will help you to identify what your gifts, what your abilities and what your callings are and do not let any any mistake identify you for your whole future. Mm -hmm. That was then mm -hmm. and this is now. Mm -hmm. Decide today to think a different thought mm -hmm. and to go in a different direction if you're not headed in a direction that's going to take you into a very productive mm. future. Yeah, wow, that's great advice. I like that, I like that a lot. That's a great way to close it. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, um, Anita Washington. Um, <laughs> could you, uh, I guess, tell everybody where, the, where, the, where, where they could find you or you know, um, if you have any social media, you can give them like your, your name or um, figure thing. I don't know how, mm -hmm. how to go about yeah. that. Or your website maybe too. You can Yes, um, currently it's um, www. See, I'm, I'm thinking because I have several. Mm -hmm. So it's um, get your relationship brain unscrambled uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, it's um, anitawashington.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And uh, if, if either of those work, tell them to reach back out to you and say, how can we get in touch with her? Mm -hmm. Because neither one of those mm -hmm. um, uh, connected. Okay. Okay? Cool. Cool. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank it's you. been a real pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Cool.